at different points in my family, we've had pets, dogs to be precise, and it was always one per time. But at the time, we had cats. This time, it wasn't one per time. Okay, it was first one, and then it became fruitful and multiplied and became five. So we had additional four. And really, one was enough. Now, having five meant we just needed to find new owners for at least two of those cats. The kittens, especially. And the process of getting a new owner for at least, you know, for each of the two cats became um, intense. Well, from my own end, because I wanted to be sure that these new owners would be able to care for the cats. And finally, I found one who was interested, who just loved cats. And so on his birthday at a prayer meeting, I got him some gifts and then presented the cat as well. He was so glad to see the cat. Let's say it was love at first sight. However, I had to return home with that cat. Okay, still a kitten in a way. Not because he no longer wanted a kitten, but because more like there was no provision made already for the cat to go home with him. He's married. So the plan was that the following month, because it was a monthly prayer meeting, that I would return with the kitten and then he could take the kitten home. I can't remember if it was the following month I went back with the kitten or two months later. Again, I went back home with the kitten. This time around, he hadn't changed his mind, but I was able to know why the cat couldn't go home with him the first time. It was his wife. And here's the issue. They lived upstairs and that would mean to take extra time in caring for feline poop and pee which could be work and so she couldn't have that additional chore added to what she already had and oh I perfectly understood the case of having to turn down uh, the cat from coming to their home. The man wasn't that happy about it, but he had to make the choice. And definitely, he had to let go of the cat. A couple of weeks later, maybe about two months later or so, we were on a phone call and then he was like, oh, how's my kitten? <laughs> Something like that. I told him, oh, uh, we found a new owner for the kitten. I was like, oh, that kitten betrayed me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all of that. But he said something. I was like, by now, I would have been enjoying the company of my cat. But well, then it occurred to me that some things are important, but some are more important than the others. In this case, his family. His wife's opinion was more important than him having to bring a cat home. And to me, that was just something that might not be on the surface, but really, we have to make choices every day. But on the flip side, if you had asked this same man to choose between being a good father 
and a great husband, he'd definitely tell you he couldn't make a choice. It's not this or that. It's going to be this and that for him. It shouldn't be either or. It would be both and for him. In this case, some things are important, but usually one isn't superior to the other. Because in this case, being a great husband isn't more important than being a great father. Being an amazing father isn't more important than being a loving husband. Both are important and none can be sacrificed for the other. And this is what I would love the average non-native speaker of English language to understand. That English language is important. But it doesn't make it superior to your own language. So, I, I, I was once a victim of believing that English language is more important than my own mother tongue. And so, I was advocating, like, I wanted everybody around me to be able to speak English well. Yes, I still wanted them to speak their mother tongue fluently and proficiently. But I will be sincere, not as proficiently and as fluently as English language. That's the way I viewed it. My very first audio course, you could feel it that an American was wondering. She asked me, why this strong advocacy for English language? She couldn't understand it. Neither could I. Until years later, it started occurring to me that because it is white, doesn't mean it is right. Because it is from a white man, it doesn't mean it is the best I could ever go for or that I could ever have. Oh, I would very much love to marry a white man. And not because he is a white man, but because I just love the white skin. <laughs> now, I may not be able to explain this, but that's just the way it is. But back to the main point of discussion. The fact that English language is very important. You make use of it on the internet. It's called the language of the air. It's what you have in most places. If you would just, you know, turn on your phone and try to type, well, you'll have quite a number of um, pieces of information pouring in in English language. It's important, especially if it is your lingua franca, but it is not in any way superior or more important to your own mother tongue. Because your mother tongue is a part of your identity. And at any point in time that you start believing that uh, another person's tongue, another person's language is more important than yours, it's more like you saying your identity no, no longer matters just because somebody else has their own identity. So, the next time you feel the unspoken or even implied pressure, to view English as being superior to your language, remember that two, five, or even ten things can all be important without one of them being less important than the others. And this is where the title of this comes in. That importance doesn't connote superiority. <laughs>